0: This is St. Peter and Volo podcast, and I'm Father Nathan. And with me is
1: Lena Hudson
0: and Tom Hudson. Tom Hudson. And Lena and Tom Hudson happen to be uh, in the area today because today is their 25th wedding anniversary. So congratulations. Thank you. you. 25 years. You've got a family uh, with some wonderful children. I know them all uh, somewhat. I know some of them all. A lot. So yeah, so you've been coming to St. Peter's for quite a while. And actually, there's a story that I would like to hear from, uh, about, about St. Peter's and about your involvement in St. Peter's going way back. Um, that you told me about, about Phil Glatz oh, and you. Yeah. Um, uh, so maybe we get to that. I'm just thinking off the top of my head here. Um, but also, how long have yeah? So how long have you been coming to Saint Peter's?
1: Um, we started coming here uh, in October of
0: 1996.
1: 96. All right, <laughs> wow. Because there was like when Paul was five families, I think, or something. Paul was, Paul was one year old. Paul had just turned one, and we had just bought our little house in Lake Zurich, and we were trying to. Oh, you know what? When we bought that house in Lake Zurich, we didn't know any better, and we went to that shrine.
0: Mm.
1: Twice, I think. One or two times. Okay. And then we went to St. Francis de Sales because Tom got an eerie feeling at the shrine. And we went to mm-hmm. St. Francis de Sales and Tom asked that priest if it was okay for us to go to that shrine. Mm-hmm. And the priest told us not. It's not okay. But I also thought we should maybe go... Maybe go back to St. John Cantius. So we commuted to St. John Cantius. Or mm-hmm. St. Mary of the Angels. That's where we got married. Well, it's
2: because I, I really like the Latin. Yeah, he like likes the Latin Mass. Oh, you like well, the Latin Mass? I converted, mass. Oh, like well, the I converted mass. with the Latin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I call it ordinary Mass. Not, I don't, yeah, that's ordinary that's form right. Latin Mass. And yeah, so sure. Um, sure, I, sure. I just love the Latin. I'm like, this is what I what I uh, saw. It was beautiful. And so when we mm-hmm. got here, I was trying to find a Mass uh, for Latin Is you know because I just found it to be um the sacred tradition and all that. So then we were that's how we kind of met the canons I, I It was right, right as they were becoming canons, I think. Yeah, back. 96 is really brother, early. Uh, that's uh, was still a brother, brother. brother
1: yeah. With uh, I don't even remember, remember meeting I, him in 96. You didn't I met him. Uh, oh, okay.
2: I was well, I'll
0: tell you. That. So 98 the community was officially founded in 1998. Um so it was before then it was just father Phillips and some guys who had come work on the on the weekends at Saint John Cantus. Um and so then he had um, brother Al, brother uh brother Dennis, brother Brendan, brother Jim. I think yeah. Well,
1: yeah. Yeah, it, I I
0: that and some of the resurrectionist priests who were at St. John Cantius at that time.
1: But we went to Christmas mass there. I think it was uh, it was um, midnight mass. I think it was in 1995, mm-hmm. and it was packed door yeah, to door, wall to wall. Really we had cool. to sit up in the um, choir loft, and that was pretty cool. <laughs> wow.
0: way back in '96, wasn't it? To- Is- '95. Yeah, I think.
2: yeah, and it was that uh, was a, usually you know that you don't go up to the loft, so it actually worked mm-hmm. out nice. You Got a view of everything. Yeah. Pretty
0: spectacular. Or the side loft, or yeah. the or the back loft. It was the back, if I
1: remember. That was a lo-
0: father. Yeah, that was
1: twenty five <laughs> years. I was like, oh, whatever. It was a long just time really ago. Glad
0: we remember what
1: happened. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so when we bought our little house in Lake Zurich, we didn't. Um, you know, we we were looking for um, a parish home and preferably with a Latin mass, but it was it was negotiable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Um, we had only lived there a month and Tom's like, well, I saw a steeple down Route 12, you know, 10 minutes up or whatever it was. So the next month we checked it out. And the most so beautiful So the steeple
0: thing, brought you to St. Peter's. Yeah. That's the, the, great. I was driving I, by. I, we yeah. got to record that. That's yeah. I guess yeah. important yeah. because. Well, uh,
2: that's why I was so happened when the bell was being, bell tower was being, Right, I was right. on board.
0: I'm like, yeah, because
2: you, you need a visible sign. Yeah. And, and then, then you told me more about the, I think it was you about the bell and how it has the qualities of. Uh, the exorcist. Uh, yeah, sacramental. That? There's yeah.
0: two sounds that are sacramentals in the church. One is Gregorian chant. The other is sacred bells. Yeah.
1: So what were you saying with the
0: so importance
1: I, I, of the steeple?
0: Yeah, I just think that's it's important to recognize how important it is <laughs> that to have steeples, hmm. uh, to have visible signs, and and not a sign, not a uh, words. We don't need more billboards and more and I mean, whatever, just have whatever place they have, but to have something that's beautiful, that you can see, that's always in your mind. Someone, uh, locally told me that they, uh, they're not Catholic, but they came to talk to me one day because they, they, they hear the bells every day on the hour, right? And, and since the bells, they've been drawn, they've been reminded constantly of the church. Um, and then, but to just to know that, so someone drove by the tower, saw the tower and said, okay, we need to go look at that. We need to go see the church. And then God worked through that physical thing. Uh, beauty, beautiful things participate in the incarnation of our Lord, right? The The beauty of a church is an expression of the incarnation of our Lord. I, mean, I don't want know if we want well, no, to get into another no, art, no, architecture that. one. It's really interesting, I though, because
2: I, it was the shorter... It was shorter at the time, right? Yeah, so, that was the that was the cone still, of it silence. Still had its, <laughs> yeah, but it still had its churchiness about it. Sure, so yeah, it was a pretty. I, it was a copper cone of silence. I drove up, of and of then I saw that it was it was it was a beautiful church. You know, mm-hmm. but that's why I was so happy with the bell tower because now mm-hmm. you can see it for miles. So,
0: so maybe the for the the bell itself. Uh, there was a lady across the, who lived across the street. Her husband still does live across the street, and she used to do the gardening at Saint Peter's. Uh, even though I think she was Lutheran, um, but she used to do the gardening. And she found the old bell in the, in a pile of rubble in the back. And then I think it was Father Don Dietz mm-hmm. who brought it out front and had it, uh, put on that piece of marble up front, which was there for uh, 10, 15 years. Yep. Um, before we were able to put it back up. And so then the tower itself, I it, guess it, there was a storm, it was struck by lightning. And then it became unstable, so it had to be taken down, and that's when the big copper cone was put on. And then Father anthony
2: uh, There's no wood in that, is there? What's that? The, in the bell tower, there's no wood in that. We don't, we don't want it to burn down. There's
0: again. no, there's no wood. Did it burn?
2: <clears throat> I thought I got struck by lightning. I just—oh yeah, I'm sure something. On fire? Yes.
0: I mean, it it was uh, brick and stone before.
2: Oh, it didn't have a wood interior.
0: It may have i don't know I don't know, it wasn't well
1: there. you know the original saint church- St Peter's church building did burn down
0: right, right, so this is actually the third this building is the third parish uh which was built in nineteen twenty five before that yeah there was there were two other renditions
1: Father Dietz used to do a beautiful like history of the church, and he would include all the Meanings of all the stained glass windows and statuary. Did you ever see that?
0: I think I did. Yeah.
1: He said it was according to how he saw it. You know. Right. It's beautiful. It's great.
0: I think I do have a copy of that. You would do that homily every year. It's really good.
2: Oh, really? One day a lady showed up.
1: Well, only by popular demand. We all loved it. One day a
2: lady showed up and she's like, "The windows that all say uh, Wagner on them. Were you there that day?" And she's like, "That's my um, dad." He's dead now, but um, I wanted to come by and see the. Oh sure. To, back to your point. To the she wanted to see the beauty of the. Yeah. It was really a neat day too because I always look at those windows and I remember Father Dietz's homily, so it was pretty cool. Yeah. 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 So.
0: So back to okay. So our
1: first so day 1996, here, 1996. Right, right, now
0: we're fast forwarding all the way to nineteen ninety six. right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. So, uh, our first mass at St. Peter's. Um. We only had our our son Paul, who's a mm-hmm. baby, mm-hmm. and um we we after mass, the lady sitting behind us tapped me on the shoulder and she said, "You have a beautiful family. Are you going to homeschool?" <laughs> <laughs> and so I naturally said, well, aren't there socialization issues with homeschooling? Right, right. <laughs> because I didn't know anything sure, much yeah. about it. And she goes, oh, you don't have to worry about that. I see you have a son. I want to introduce you to Ellen Weiss over here, who has a son the same age as your son.
0: Oh, yeah. Wow.
1: And so she introduced me to Ellen Weiss. And then it turned out Ellen and I were neighbors. Right. And um, we've pretty much spoken to each other every day since.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I got to to know Kevin, her husband. But the nice thing was... Right, and and your sons and and her sons are... Busties. Yeah, they're still friends to this day, yeah.
1: And she... uh, So, you know, between those two ladies, that was Pat Besagio, by the way. And between those two ladies, Pat and Ellen, I was quickly introduced to everybody in St. Scholastica. The homeschool group. The homeschool group. And... It was just such a great community. I was, like, awestruck by the wonderful reception we got here. I felt like I was a little fish in a big sea of wonderful Catholic moms that I just wanted to be like. I just wanted to follow them around and take notes, (laughs) honestly. (laughs) Because I was a new mom, and these moms Mm -hmm. were so good. And they had all these wonderful kids who were so good. Everybody was so good. It was like I didn't know such a thing existed, all this goodness. Because, you know, even though I've been Catholic my whole life and in... Always in Catholic communities,
2: you know. Now, there's was was that before or after that I had come home with that? No, no,
1: I shouldn't yet. I've the- always been around Catholics, mm-hmm. but I haven't had a lot of experience with Catholic communities, like a real community. As a matter of fact, the word kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Catholic community, it just sure. sounds so.
0: can't Catholic community something. of of. Faith believers who <laughs> and just make so, us keep going, but well, no, yeah, it, it's it has taken on a sort of um,
1: why a negative I, connotation? Why? Well,
0: because it because
1: it, it replaces something.
0: So there was this trend to have these mission statements, but the mission statements became very vague mission statements, which replaced the essential mission statements. Of go and baptize in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and these very specific, laid down, tried and true ways to un- to know the faith and to understand the faith, and so we, in the, it feels like a very '80s thing to me. Uh, maybe it goes a little farther back to say we, the people of God, uh, welcome all other people. In order to do something that's very good, yeah, it's very unsatisfying. And anyway, yeah, know. there was well,
1: something that was that was kind of. uh I didn't like the term "community," and I, you know, rolled my eyes right. at anything it had to do with community. Because, because but when community, I got here, I'm like, sorry, oh, have... oh my goodness! All, everybody I know needs a Catholic community. <laughs> I wanna make right. sure everybody well, has yeah, a well, Catholic community. Well,
0: community, yeah, because it wasn't community has come to know to mean something that's. uh It's uh,
1: horizontal.
0: It's very horizontal and it seems to lack the vertical. But when you have a community that's focused on God, it's a thriving living community, a community that has the Eucharist as a source and summit of the faith. It's like that's what gives the community life. And then that community is a real community. Like people depend on each other and people... Pray for each other. I've seen that. A, I've seen that a lot. Right here. I think,
1: yeah, it's too um, manufactured and superficial. If you're doing things with the telos, the end is community. Whereas if you do right. community events with the different telos, you know, with the higher telos mm-hmm. and actual real what's, telos.
0: What's telos?
1: Oh, am I saying it right? No, you no know, you're saying purpose. exactly right. What? <laughs> an He's an trying end. to get you to help <laughs> the audience, <laughs> Telos is the end. So the four causes of the thing, it's the fourth
0: cause, the so So the telos is, is the Greek word for just like the purpose, the reason that something exists. So our telos, our purpose is to know, love, and serve God.
1: Yes. Right? Right. right. Mm-hmm. And so if people come together... It, with that purpose in mind that there's something more authentic about the community. Whereas if people are coming together in order to commune just with each other, there's something superficial and very thin and weak. And it doesn't seem like it all, it's, well, it, it seems you, like anything can make right, it and dissolve. I think it also
2: mm-hmm. lacks tolerance sure. to, to stay with the community when you, I mean, when it's superficial and, and, the community is is like a family, so you have to. This what was that Jeremy mm. McClellan? He was he's, he's telling a joke about it. and He goes, well, "I was, I was wanting to be Catholic until I started living with Catholics." And the point is, we're broken. And and oh, if you have a community yeah. and, it's and it's real and it's not superficial, then you you stick it out, you know. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you're there for
0: see. a higher reason than the community. Yeah. The what draws the community together is that they're all focused on God. it's like I, I've seen this with. Uh, groups, uh, young adult groups that trying to, um, trying to make a go of it as a young adult group, you know, cause people want to come together and they want to socialize. But if a young adult group is essentially, you know, there to, to stare at each other, you know, in a circle, nobody, it's very uncomfortable and nobody wants to be there. But if a young adult group, like our young adult group has been doing really well in the last couple of years and growing, because it's always fo- they always have a speaker, they always have some focus outside themselves, and so you see people focusing outside themselves, and it brings everyone together because it's like yes, we're doing this together. Uh, Actually, same with the XS ninety group. Same with the same with marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was right? going
1: to say right now with this quarantine that we're all um, subject to the. I was um, I've been reading stuff where they talk about how we need to restore a, um, well, like they'll use different terms, but like a family economy, for example. And the idea is to um, have some kind of a restoration of something that you do in the home with a higher purpose so that everyone in the home is acting together toward a higher end. And one of the people who was writing about this was, talk- it was in homolytic and Pastoral Review, mm-hmm. Dr., Dr. William Newton. Okay. Excellent article on homeschooling. And he said homeschooling does this as well because the people in the home are not just staring at each other and you know going off watching TV. They actually have something to do in the home. And that's particularly hmm. right now even people who don't intend to homeschool because their children are at home even college students are now all returned home mm-hmm. but When they're in the physical dwelling, they actually have other things to do, whether, you know, so, so.
0: So I, I, one thing on that, I think our habits are very much, we build habits in places. And so you can have a habit at a place. And I had this experience in the novitiate uh, of my certain prayer life and certain way things were going, it would be. Excellent. I developed it in the novitiate, but then we would go uh, to to seminary, and I, I all of a sudden the habits that I thought I had fell away, because my habits were so, so much built into the place at St. John Cantius, to like the schedule kept there. So what I just heard you say was that that we, um, in the home, when you're homeschooled, you're building habits in the home you're building virtue in the home so you're not going to school and and learning how to learn at school and then coming home and then taking the rest of the day off you're developing yourself developing virtue in the home where you live and there's no separation you know not to say that school is not a good thing to do but that extra value of developing those habits within the place where you live and i think all of us right now are called to develop habits in the place where we live.
1: Right now. Yeah. Well it's gonna be interesting to it.
2: see like <clears throat> all these millions of people are not they're not quite homeschooling, I get that, but they're being put into a situation to live in this sort of fashion, or at mm-hmm. least somewhat. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what the, I was talking to Lena about I wonder what the result will be because homeschool a lot of people don't know this, but homeschool um has surpassed parochial school enrollment numbers. Sure, and um, it's higher than charter schools, so it's a very scalable model. Mm-hmm. Whether people want to admit it or not, that's a different issue. But um, and so now that all these millions of people are going to be doing it, and it's going to probably be a percentage that may decide to homeschool. I so I'm wondering. So
0: I, I've a- actually had someone who was hoping that I would have uh, some homeschool professionals uh, as you on the podcast to give them ideas of how to be at home, how to homeschool in this time, like as maybe not full-time forever homeschoolers, but like what can they do right now? What would you say are three essential things? Totally putting you on the spot here.
1: No, um, this is my expertise. I mean, you know, everybody has their specialty. Mm -hmm. This is mine, even though um, I don't know that I can advise other people. This is my specialty, raising young men, raising young women. Mm -hmm. This is my, this is what my whole life. And I would
0: say, judging by your children, (laughs) that you, that you are an expert and uh, (laughs) I would highly recommend. (laughs) Thank uh, you. I At least recommend your example, if not your advice.
1: This is what my, my life is, you know, centered around. I want to raise my children to be saints. So, God willing. So, um. The, I think that, um, trying to emulate an institutional school in the home is very difficult and I wouldn't recommend it. However, if we're talking about people who typically do put their kids in institutional school, right now all the institutional schools are providing the support so that you can do that. You know, so like my, my brother's kids, they have classes with their instructor. Mm-hmm you know on zoom or something i don't know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so the school's actually facilitating that so it's great but the secret also is that homeschoolers tend to take advantage of online courses as well
0: right
1: so it wouldn't necessarily be every day because um so because homeschool- we have to pay for public saying- school too so right. we, can't oh, yeah. afford, <laughs> we can't afford we can't afford every day <laughs> instruction <clears throat> between paying for public school and You know, some of us have contributed a lot to the archdiocesan school fund. Mm -hmm. So between paying paying for three schools, so (laughs) So I'm really
2: enjoying that. Just you're welcome to everybody out there.
1: (laughs) So homeschooling, our own. You know, the cobbler's son has no shoes, right? Right.
2: Yeah. Sure. I'm like, I I call myself an angel fund investor for everybody.
1: (laughs) But it's okay because. because this whole online stuff is relatively new in the homeschool world, anyway, mm-hmm. and to us, it's just icing on the cake. <laughs> right. It used to just be more bare bones, but um, hey, you know what? I appreciate all the textbooks that mm-hmm. other people write that I get to use. So I'm just happy to have those. <laughs> you know, I don't have right. to. <laughs> I don't even, I don't have to create it from scratch.
0: Have you Have you found it difficult to teach? Uh, I mean, do you feel like you have to become the expert in everything you teach? Oh or, no 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 no! Your
1: kid becomes the expert. That's uh-huh. the whole trick. You, he's, got, he's got to figure it all out, mm-hmm. and then he tells you. Right. <laughs> I mean, come on! We should all be masters of K through eight. Sure. I mean, come
2: on! At least we're yeah, grownups. Yeah, sure. Shouldn't yeah. we at least right. know K through eight? I'm, I'm silent over
1: here. <laughs> <laughs> Eighth grade. Right. we got
2: to write a sentence. Every in one computer.
1: of us can master <laughs> if we took. An eighth grade graduation course, like if, you mm-hmm. know, you have to pass this to graduate eighth grade. Every single adult's going to get an A plus on that. It's not a problem. It's um, high school because there's a lot you can do with high school. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do the same thing with each kid, mm-hmm. right? There's a lot you can do, and that's when you know that's the next stage. You know, the three stages of learning: grammatical, uh, okay, it's the trivium, gram- grammar, grammar stage, dialectic, or- and rhetoric. Rhetorical. Yeah, exactly. So um, the grammar stage is K the through. The trivium eight. is
0: built on the quadrivium, or vice the versa. The
1: quadrivium is
0: built b- on the trivium. Trivium. Well, yeah. the
1: trivium is just for K through twelve, really. Right. And then I think the quadrivium includes some of the sciences and so. the yeah mathematics. What is a quadrivium? Mathematics, philosophy.
0: Is- no, know, uh, cosmetology. <laughs> <Space>. uh, cosmology. <laughs> well, you have to have nice hair when you're learning. It's funny. So the tomb of St. John Cantius yeah. uh, is actually held up by four statues that are that represent the quadrivium because he was a teacher. <laughs> Cos- cosmetology <laughs> was not one of them It was, just, <laughs> it was cosmology it, it, Was one of them it, we do these Zooms. But
1: cosmetology is an excellent career choice For a, a young lady who may want to become A, a mother you know who plans to become a mother And here's why okay. These types of careers cosmetology Something that doesn't require too much Expensive education even though uh-huh. I'm a big Fan of, an, of education uh-huh. For everybody uh-huh. but here's why A man has to Earn enough to provide for a family Ideally, a woman will never have to provide for a whole family. She may have to provide for herself, but ideally she she shouldn't have to plan on providing for a whole family. And this is actually one of the issues that's very um, um, heavy on a mother's heart, regardless of whether she homeschools or not. Mm -hmm. How to advise her daughters when it comes to this, because there's always a question of, Okay, but what if she has all these kids and something happens to her husband? Shouldn't she be able to, you know, earn a living? Mm -hmm. And I say, no, she shouldn't earn a living. Buy a good insurance policy. (laughs) Because isn't that better? Isn't that better than investing in a college education if you're concerned about just providing if your husband... But anyway, this might be... Go-
0: yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know where to go grounds. from there. No, uh, no, I don't know no, what to Change the subject. <laughs> it's, it's still on subject, but <laughs> a little <laughs> bit of a liar note.
1: Help Phil glad. No, it's That's
2: funny. Nice. It's funny when I am work now, right? And so all these people are having to be homeschoolers to some extent. And they they look... I don't know if you ever saw Mr. Mom, uh, but he, he, he sort of uh, looked a wreck. When his wife started working, out, But these people, they, they're going on Zoom on video, and they look <laughs> a wreck, and their kids are running around. I am kid you not. And so then, then, they all, they all, then I get on, and I, I've been he doing like home office, and I've been doing home <laughs> You know, they know I homeschool. And one guy's like, so, Tom, you know, how, how's it going for you? And I'm like, it's Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> but they had a good sense of humor about it, but it was, it was nice.
0: So what are we talking about? <laughs> well, you brought up Phil Glass.
2: Glass. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We better get to this. So, so we we're
0: back in nineteen ninety six. Okay, so <laughs> no, or, or wherever yeah, we f- are. First
2: off, Phil Glass. Yeah, what year was that? That was. Uh, oh wait, no. Remember well, what happened I don't know is the dates
1: when we. So nineteen ninety six was Father Doyle was still here. Then
2: so he started doing he the he started doing the Latin yeah, mass. Yeah, he started. Oh, you, you
1: know when it was. I know when it was nineteen ninety eight. the Year Tommy was born.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. And he so Father Doyle did the Latin mass. Cardinal but he, George asked him to yeah, do the Latin math. He had diabetes, I think, so he was his health wasn't wasn't good, so he um, needed to to retire and uh, and uh, Cardinal uh, Francis George asked Father Dietz to come because um, he had ta- taught him at the Catholic University, I think if that's right. And, yeah, well I
0: think um, Father Dietz, Father Dietz taught, was hi- taught him in the novitiate. Yes. Maybe a okay. Catholic uni- wherever their novitiate was. But, no, no, I
2: think America, you're right. I think. Um so think. I believe it. He, he, but um, what a lot of people didn't know is that Francis George, Cardinal Francis George, asked him to do it because he was able to to, to say the Latin uh, Mass. Now, it had been a while, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Father Dietz comes here, um, and he starts doing the Latin Mass. And um, unfortunately, um, he... Uh, Uh, didn't have a lot of attendance right so um he was like well you know i i you know i'm good having this but we got you know you have only 15 people here and so um i i uh, phil really loved he loves the mass the the guy's so holy he taught our kids how to serve i mean i saw him he just has Mm -hmm. a love of the eucharist so phil and i got together with some of the people that did come and we put some money together and um i asked father So, so
1: let's be clear Father Dietz was have recognized that we had very low attendance yeah, yeah, at yeah, the yeah. Latin Mass. Yeah, yeah. And he said that because the attendance was so low right. that he was going to cancel it.
2: Right. So in
1: the- if it didn't improve by December.
2: Right. So we had a timeline. I asked him what he needed. He said he needs people to sing and he needs people to come. Pretty mm-hmm. fair. Pretty fair. Mm-hmm. So um I uh some people started giving uh, us money. We formed a local una chapter. And anyway, we got enough money together to do a radio ad. And we did it on Catholic Family Radio. This is before Relevant Radio. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were real generous. They like, cut me a half deal. Okay. So we did a lot of ads. And uh, then uh, I got a hold of the Red Book. Who does it? Mary? Mary.
1: Ecclesia yeah Day. And she gave
2: me her mailing list, which was pretty generous of her. And so I mailed I printed – I remember it was back in the day. I printed all my – used all my color printer paper that cost a fortune. There I printed were no in, email yeah.
1: addresses. But then the <laughs> funny – here's the yeah, funny right. thing.
2: The funny thing is we went to St. John Cantius and I, I don't know why I wasn't thinking that this is a pretty gutsy move as I asked Father Phillips to let us advertise for St. Peter's. With a
1: deck of flyers.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he said yes. He let me do it. But now I look at it in hindsight, I'm thinking.
1: advertising in the sense of putting a deck of flyers in the back of the Yeah, don't go to, Kansas, <laughs> go to St. not Just Go
2: to St. Peter's if you're closer to us. And he was right. cool with it. Yeah. It was <laughs> unbelievable. So, so uh, slowly but surely, attendance came up, and Father Dietz was um, – he was so nice. He he thanked Phil and me during the homily. And I remember going to lunch with him and he knew that I was worried about it being canceled. And he's like, Tom, I'm never, ever, ever going to cancel the Latin mass. Don't worry. Let's just eat our lunch. <laughs> he said that. Because <laughs> <laughs> he knew that I was like always yeah, thinking sure. about it. He
1: said that in the homily yeah,
2: too. Yeah. And so here's the funny thing is we had some money left over and we were going to buy vestments for Father Dietz, but he said he had uh, adequate vestments. So we, in a long story short, we ended up buying uh, what? – what is the main book, the big – The Missal, the, the, the Roman Missal? Yeah, missile. for yeah. the priest, right? Sure. The, and so it was pretty expensive. And mm-hmm. um, Father Dietz had that. So we were like, <laughs> okay, you got everything. But I was grateful to, to the canons who were now just forming, I think. And so I got a little plaque and put thank you from St. Peter's. And no ceremony or anything. I dropped it off, literally dropped it off and gave it to – I forget, whatever brother was there. That was it. And didn't think anything of it. And then you fast forward and the canons right. are here and they are partially responsible for the preservation of the extraordinary mass. I just find that to be very Yeah, because
1: sure. what happened so,
0: was attendance So what, what attendance year did we get here? Uh, 2009? Oh, 2009? No, no, no,
1: It was way after that, I think. Well, okay.
0: No, when we got here?
1: Hold on a minute. Oh, yes, right. I was thinking yeah, 1999, was, yeah. not 1999. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was about 2009. It was more 2009, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so well, Cardinal No,
1: it was before 2009.
0: 2000
1: Because Father Eight. Father Seven. Father Kalinski <laughs> and Deacon Deacon, An- Deacon Anthony Anthony Rice. Ah, oh, oh, Deacon. Baptized yeah. Sarah. Okay. Who was born May 14th cuz her birthday's coming up. Mm-hmm. 2008. Okay. So they were already here in 2008. Sure. That,
0: actually that makes sense. That makes sense. So I think to, to October 2007 is that my That
1: sounds good. And
0: I, I, well,
2: going back to the homeschool thing, wh- you were telling me that they when you came to church, they talked about, was that before or after I went to the Scott Hahn thing? Remember oh, I no, can, no,
1: no, no. That was before you went to the Scott Hahn okay. thing. I didn't think I was going to homeschool. Oh, okay, okay. No, you went to the Scott Hahn thing when Paul was two.
2: Yeah, yeah. Scott Hahn, they were homeschooling.
1: Mm-hmm. So Scott Hahn, he went to a Scott Hahn conference. Yeah. And he came home with a book by Scott Hahn's wife, Kimberly, that was called Homeward Bound.
0: Oh, sure. And it was
1: about homeschooling. Ah. And Paul was just a little baby. Who's thinking about schooling when he's two? And I remember, like, in slow motion, my memory, like you said about your memory, slow motion, Tom handing me the book. And it's like, slowly, I think we should consider homeschooling. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) my God. (laughs) he's handing me the book, and it was signed by Scott Hahn. And as I accepted the book, I was like, oh, no, we're going to (laughs) homeschool. But it was – I knew it. It was like what I needed to do is what I wanted to do. Mm. I had this strange prior goal of running an accounting firm. It's like so unlike me. You
2: now she just gets to sit around like a house cat.
1: do do nothing.
2: You know, we... we, we you know we, I, I
1: did
2: It's all right. It, we, I call her a house cat. Um, but the... You know, we I live should,
1: a real life about, of luxury.
0: We should talk a little about like, you marriage. been working, You've been working very hard for the last 25 years. <laughs> okay. No doubt.
1: A lot of luxury involved, though. I'm not
0: kidding. Yeah, I guess you'd
2: go that, you can go that way if you want. Uh, so, we should... Talk a
0: little bit about how we, we met no, just real
1: quickly. No well, we just shouldn't. Nobody's the 25th
0: that. anniversary? Come on, nobody's interested. Everybody that's wants boring. to know. People All right, are out so, there dying, dying. Oh, yeah, dying <laughs> to you know. So, first off, <laughs> oh, no. if you've met me or seen me, I mean, who wouldn't
2: <laughs> no. want to marry me? I mean, that's pretty fair. Um, mm-hmm. No, uh, so uh, go I, was, on. I was visiting
1: <laughs> we, a friend of mine.
2: I was just, uh, uh, we were worked at a restaurant, and I was hey, visiting. have
1: got to save something for when we meet people in real life. Don't okay, worry.
2: I'll be quick. There'll be more. <laughs> so um, I was visiting, uh, he, I was with a friend who was uh, visiting a, a girlfriend of his, not an actual, just an actual friend. And um, she was roomating with Lena. And so I just went to just to go to Chicago to check it out. And then I saw Lena and um, that was it. Uh, we, I spent pretty much all the time with her afterwards. I'm not going to, you can tell that but i'm not going to about what i said but um then uh it went it, we just immediately you know just you know decided to she moved to houston and <laughs> i converted because of uh i've told you that a series of events but you know i, I think it's it's important to note that a lot of people make make uh, uh jabs sometimes at like a guy like oh you converted cuz your wife and i'm thinking mm-hmm. yeah yeah i sure did <laughs> and beauty Right, is the splendor of order. Women are beautiful, and so that order can be seen, and then you will convert. So sure. I think it's – I'm insulting myself to not admit that I recognize the order from, from my wife. It's funny when the yes, priest yeah, went to, um, was walking me through pre-canine conversion. I don't know which session it was. He was great. And he said, women domesticate mankind. No doubt. No doubt. So I'm not gonna go into the whole story.
1: Okay, so the other side of that story was that um <laughs> I had been saying the uh infant of progno vena, the one where oh, you yeah. say every hour that you know, nine hours, every hour for nine hours. Oh okay. Jesus who has said ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and it shall be open to you. Oh yeah. It, those, and then, you know, so, yeah,
0: pray. I know that prayer, but I know it's under a different name, but Infinite that's
1: great. And then, and then it's, um, oh, Jesus, who has said, all that you ask of the Father in my name, he will grant you mm-hmm. through the intercession of Mary. And then, oh, Jesus, who has said, um, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass. That one. So I'd been saying that every hour on the hour for nine hours, every day, even while I was working which I look back and I'm like, wow, it doesn't, it, you know, I must've done it quickly because, <laughs> but anyway, I was praying to find, um, a spouse with suit, a spouse with certain attributes. Mm-hmm. And one of them was devotion, you know, devotion to God, devotion to his, a family, you know, devotion. And, um, what struck So Tom was a Protestant of, you know, when I met him, he wasn't, um, He, you know, so, but what struck me about him was that the things he was into, he was devoted to, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, so I, that, you know, there were certain aspects that I felt later on. I was like, oh, it fit my criteria, you know, the things I was praying for, the attributes I was praying for, and it worked, and (laughs) so um, once he said that he would become Catholic, Right, right, there's nothing there's no impediment. The only problem was I felt I didn't want him to become Catholic because of me
0: sure that's so, a that's a very real uh important concern so, so what you happened, can though, become Catholic because of you, but not only because right of, not you know like you can be the vehicle for him to become right. Catholic, but not yeah. Yeah. Just to be, not just to placate someone. In marriage, right. And that's why people get confused. The... When right. you say my wife is responsible for my conversion,
2: they get confused as what I'm trying to say. Yep. It was the beginning of the recognition of the beauty and the order and the
0: love. Sure. Um, so it's the beginning of that door no, opening. But... And, and I And I would just say that anyone who comes to the faith comes through the witness of someone's life. Right? Through and And it's not because you want, it's not just because of them it's because you see something in them that you want and that's that's what gives us uh that's what leads us on to god as we see god present christ present in people's lives
1: so that made me a little bit nervous that he seemed to you know at first yeah yeah sure i'll be catholic yeah whatever it takes you know and yeah and then you ask well you do know you have to go to mass every sunday Oh sure, I'll go to Mass every Sunday, you know, unless I have to work or something. <laughs> and you're like oh, Did I say that? <laughs> yes, you did. Oh well. Yeah, and so I was like work. Hmm, But you know when it all changed? He said he attributes it to me, but that wasn't the real conversion. The real conversion was the day he met Father Golasinski oh, in Houston, Texas.
2: He's tough. He was a po- he, he was a here's what Polish I think. Irish missionary, Korean missionary priest. Tough as a nail. Go ahead. Wow.
1: Here's what I think. I think number one, he had, you know, the authority of a priest, a father figure, not just figure, but also I suspect that he had the devotion to the sacred heart of Jesus because that devotion gives priests the um, gift of being able to soften, you know, people's hearts. So that's my suspicion. But it was Father Golisinski, an authority figure. Awesome, great priest. Oh, yeah, a year and
2: yeah. a half. He gave and me instruction for a year and a half. that was the
1: moment that yeah. Tom, you know, met Father Golisinski. I knew that <laughs> had we stayed together or not, Tom would have been a practicing Catholic.
2: Wow. He was really interesting. And it's funny. He'd go through things. He, he, he was very, I'd say, a lot of, well, he knew a lot. Very very mystic, though. Uh, but he knew the history of things like Rome and. Really deep history, but he'd say things, and then I'd be go, "Oh, really?" And He goes, "You don't know that." <laughs> he keeps saying that, and, and so this became a theme with me, like because I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything, and he kept going, and it, like, why would he still be surprised after half a year? <laughs> <laughs> and so it was funny because then we we got we 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 decided to get married. He, oh, it he was sp-
1: yeah. He did Tom's instruction, but then he did <clears throat> a prekaiter, so it wasn't yeah. really. A year and a half of instruction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was pre-canon. So too.
2: I wasn't, I wasn't done with my instruction yet. But we got married, and that was all, you know, fine. Um, then, then I, we decided things were moving fast. We had we to move to, to Chicago. Chi- yeah, we wanted yeah. to
1: move back to Chicago yeah. after we got married. But he, um,
2: I went to Father Henry. hadn't
1: been confirmed yet. Yeah. Because Father Gosinski wanted to be really thorough.
2: yeah, You better know your stuff. He uh, was great. And so uh, f- I, uh, Father Hilary Mahoney, if you know him from St. Mary of the Angels, mm-hmm. I remember going into that church and going, I told, I think I told Lana, I said, we're going to get married here. And fortunately, her, your mother knew him. And so um, he said he'd finish my instruction. And Father <laughs> Golosinski was so hard. Uh, not hard. He's so thorough. Thorough. Yeah, because he's not hard. He's, he's great. Um, I went and sat down with Father Hillary for 30 minutes, and he goes, all right, you're ready right, to be confirmed.
1: <laughs> he essentially quizzed him and said, let's, okay, let's sign you up. Yeah, this, we'll see you. It was like a couple months and later. And the next time I
2: saw him, he was, that was it. it, it, it was, that's so awesome. It really funny. funny.
0: But
1: he yeah. was the one who married us, too, Father Hillary.
0: Cool. Yeah. Marry of the Angels. That's a That's a great... Okay, yeah. Parish that yeah. was um, right there. so.
1: My childhood parish was Saint Helen's in Chicago, the Polish parish, okay. Saint Helen's. But um, there were a couple of other Polish parishes, mm-hmm. and one of them was the one my dad, you know, uh, went to for a short time as a child when he first immigrated to America. That's where he went, Saint Mary of the Angels, because he only spoke he didn't speak English. Uh-huh. So those nuns there, right? So yep. we had this. Uh, Connection to Saint Mary of the Angels. So, as a child, we would go there every now and then. We'd normally go to Saint Helens because it was walking distance, but every now and then we would drive over to Saint Mary of the Angels. So, as a child, I always remember the Saint Michael the Archangel statue. Do you remember that one? It's Have very been in graphic.
0: It's been, a, it's been a while. <laughs> it's really, really.
1: <laughs>
2: it's not a whippy statue. It's. <laughs> You know there's a demon being killed by a very strong angel. It's pretty cool. Uh, That's cool. It's great. Nice.
0: Um, I think we've mentioned... I love how you tell time by your children. By what age they are. Uh, That's really great. Um, So you've got Paul, Tommy, Philip, Mary, Krista, Lucy, Peter, oh, Sarah, and... It, you got it. I, I, I know where it. I can see face. You almost said it. No, uh, I didn't.
1: Anna.
0: <clears throat> Anna. Oh, my goodness. Sorry. It, that was a box. Sorry, Anna. For
2: somebody, I forgot. Anna Magdalena. He wrote a musical.
1: Oh, room. yeah.
2: Well, just so he can remember it next time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Anna, I'll, I'll never forget now. This will be.
1: Who's looking forward to receiving her first sacramental communion. Because right. as she, she told um, Brother Joseph in CCD, we overheard her. She <laughs> said, "My mom said I can receive a spiritual communion."
0: Oh, that's awesome!
1: Yeah. That
2: she is also so told great. the whole class that we're calling it the kung Flu in the same class. <laughs> and she's like, "My dad called." Oh, I can't say that. I'm sorry. You have to
0: cut that out. It was a joke. No, we don't. It's great. It's great. <laughs> she told. She told the whole class. Yeah. You just told the whole world. Uh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs>
1: Like the apple doesn't fall far from the
2: tree. <laughs> well, she didn't say it for the record. She was quoting someone who said it. Yeah.
1: Her dad. Yeah.
2: Well, we don't need to name names like
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, so I yeah I I've known I've known uh, Tommy and Philip for a long time. i uh, Paul. Uh, I've seen you know when we started doing camps here back in. Two thousand eight oh, nine goodness. or whenever it was. When
1: he was sixteen he did uh he went to Michigan.
2: Huh. Oh sure.
1: Or was he younger than that?
2: He's younger, I think. He'd I been, don't know. He really but, enjoyed it
1: though. Yeah. yeah, when he was young he went there and that was great. Oh. Very, very good.
0: It's been great to great to know them and
1: uh He started the camps with the very first camp because he happened to be eight that year.
0: Yeah. Oh wow.
2: Yeah. Wow. You you had come around pretty early on in so, 2009. During, yeah.
0: Because I remember meeting you in the uh, the school. Right. So 2000, 2005, I joined the community. 2007. So the first two years, I would have been helping uh, with camps. And uh, I remember coming to St. Peter's. And I remember being amazed by the charity of the children. Like, I was... I, I really felt humbled. Like I was looking up to these children who were holier than I was, <laughs> you know, they, and I, that I, they were like, they were generosity to others. I was like, I had, I did not know this as a child. I mean, not to say, and my parents taught us very well and, and everything, but I just, there's something about, um, uh, there's something, some virtue that's, that I saw here. Even when I when I first got here, that I still see, and I'm still I love it. It's beautiful, and I, I hope to bring uh, the whole world into this, um, this community. You know, maybe not St. Peter's, but um, well, you know, we could build
1: something really big. <laughs> well, but not
0: the whole world can fit. In. Not the I whole world. <clears throat> That's, we'll have to leave that to God to <laughs> to make a church that the whole world can fit in. But thank you for being here. It's been a great pleasure, and I hope you have a wonderful next 25 years of marriage. And uh, let's end with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone anyone who fled to Thy thy protection, protection, implored implored Thy thy help, or sought Thy intercession, intercession, was was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly into Thee, O Virgin of Virgins, virgins, my Mother. To Thee do I come, before Thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the the Word Word Incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in Thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
1: Amen.